And also think about, I want people to think about when they were in like a shitstorm, right? Or when they were in the highest points of joy and happiness, Mm -hmm. what helped you, this is the coaching part of me, what helped you when you were in a shitstorm really just shift? And it doesn't mean to go from zero to a hundred, from shitstorm to like flying high. Cause like when we talk about also, there's like this consciousness ladder, right? Mm-hmm. And I think people love that. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, different people have different concepts. It's the same thing. It's literally a ladder and it's like, okay, this is like level zero to 20. And it's like anger and sadness and depression at the bottom, joy, happiness, love at the top. Uh, I'm, I'm really oversimplifying it, but it's, it's the emotional emotions okay well if i'm really angry what's gonna or no if i'm really in victim mode like oh this is happening to me actually the next step of anger is actually good for higher vibration hello and welcome to the joy makers podcast i'm your host nicole and i'm just a little obsessed with living a meaningful life and leaving a lasting impact And I believe as entrepreneurs, we hold the power to bring immense joy to our clients, communities, and most importantly, ourselves. But we often need a little support along the way, which is where this podcast comes in. Today, I am super, super grateful because I have a dear friend of mine that is a guest in the show. She has a podcast of her own, and she has a million accolades. I'll just name a few of them. Her name is Kelly Lynn Adams. She is an award-winning certified executive leadership and life coach international speaker, and creator of the Perfectly Imperfect podcast, listen to globally. She is also the founder of Empower Her Foundation, which helps girls globally ages 7 to 17 cultivate confidence from the inside out. She has been and worked with brands from everything from Kate Spade to Pinterest, the NBA and the New York Times. Welcome to the show, Kelly Lynn. Thank you so much for being here. Nicole, I am such a big fan of yours. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. I love it. So I love this because you and I have had so many conversations over the past really year, like since we first met each other, about entrepreneurship and about joy. Like honestly, And we've both gone through a lot of things in the last year, too. And so I was super excited to have you on the show because of that, because I felt like we could have a real authentic conversation and and shed some light on like how we work through like sometimes when we're experiencing challenges, like and how to bring joy back and just like, you know, talking about some of the things you love to do. I know you're awesome at building businesses and giving women the confidence they need to feel like they can scale and sustain a business on their own. So. I'm just going to start with somewhere where we were just chatting before we copped on the show, which is basically like when you start to feel, I think, overwhelmed in your business, you have a lot going on, which is me right now. Right? <laughs> we were chatting on the show. Just as some context, I was in the process of scheduling like eight photo shoots in the span of two weeks. And we were just like talking about how do we make this process easier? Like even when it's not something that happens all the time. It's like a one-off, you know, every time it comes up though, it's challenging. So like, I love how you said trust. So I want to talk about trust and how that links to joy in business. And I would love for you to kind of elaborate a little bit on that because I feel like a lot of people could potentially relate to this. (laughs) Huge. Yes. And who isn't overwhelmed sometimes? Right? Yeah, exactly. Life 
life is lifing. Life will always continue to life. And whenever I'm in a like overwhelmed or even like overstimulated, like really, and I, I hate to label things good or bad, right? But, you know, if it is grief, right? Or it mm-hmm. is up leveling to the next level, there's always a component that I have found that this component of self-trust, mm-hmm. I trust myself. And it's like, if you ask the question, of course I trust myself. It's like, of course I trust myself. However, this, and we were talking about this too, of when we're building a business or we're letting go of pieces or we're hiring help or trusting the team, you know, members of the team that come in, like, can we allow the trust to take place? And what I have found with self-trust is just a deep deepening of it. Like, can I trust myself with my finances? Can I trust myself with... And it's like the obvious answer is, is, of course, like I've done it before, but there's sometimes layers of that that get in the way of being like, can I, right? And it, or it's like, do I trust social media, for example, right? Mm-hmm. on social media. It's like, can I trust myself to do the post that is going to call in the client? <laughs> It's very consistent. <laughs> yeah. Right. Be consistent. Is this post good enough? It's all of that stuff. And it's like, can we just self-trust and and just stand in our power and just like, just own it? And so there's always, for me, I always think there's always that little bit of hesitation because it's, we want, we want to get it quote unquote right. We want to make sure that even if it's like, we don't care what other people think, it's like, we want to make sure that we're showing up in all of our power and getting our message out there and make leaving our mark. So it's being with all of that. And I, and what I believe is it's giving yourself permission, right? Giving yourself permission to be like, okay, this is where I'm at. It's not wrong, right, good or bad. And that's where the joy for me comes in because it's mm-hmm. like, I'm doing the best I can in this moment. And so is everyone else. And it's like, can I give myself permission to like feel it and be in joy and be happy, even though there's always going to be that thing, right? There's always going to be that thing. Even if you're like, I'm good on self-trust, like, like hundred percent, right? Maybe it's the scheduling or maybe it's the way that you're newly perceived in a way. Mm-hmm. People, right? Photography and, and okay, what's behind the lens, right? There's all these dynamics of, and so it's stepping in to it and just being unapologetic, but also having and finding the joy and even sometimes creating it from nothing. There's been times where when I was doing a lot of the nervous system work and still am, where I was like edging and expanding myself. So I did this exercise where, I would literally set my alarm to literally celebrate every hour, right? To be in joy, right? To be like, how much joy and happiness and celebration can I actually feel? And there was times, <laughs> my, you know, my alarm go up. I'm like, I don't want to dance right now. I want to celebrate. Like I am in, so, and this is where we talk about like neuroplasticity and rewiring mm-hmm. the brain and the body and all of that. And sometimes you just don't want to. And so it's like, can we allow ourselves to be in that, but also edge ourselves out in a capacity? So I know it's a long-winded answer. No, I think it's a perfect answer because it touches on so many things. 
And just to like bring it back into the context that I shared earlier, it's like for me, it helped me because I get to choose the work that I'm doing as an entrepreneur, as we all do. I also get to choose how I approach the work that I'm doing as an entrepreneur. So I can choose to be frustrated or overwhelmed and tell myself it's never going to get done and there's so much on my plate and live really in the future, right? Not in the current state, not look at my past accomplishments, not look at the fact that I've done this year over year, like this specific situation. Like I usually book out three to four weeks in advance. So I rarely, if ever, will do this. It was once a year for a very specific reason. So in this context, I'm like, I've done it before, right? Like I have a track record, right? I can trust myself that it will get done, that nobody's holding a gun to my head, that if I didn't want to do this anymore, I don't have to. And like, really just say like, like focus on the why, like, why do I want to do this? And then like, oh, because it brings other people like an immense reward. Like the people who I'm doing this for are just so grateful and so excited that they get to be honored in this way. And like, I can, I can just flip to focus on that and trust myself that it'll get done. And that if I want to let other people in, I can, you know, there's, I think it's that it's just reframing and that rewiring of the brain, like you said, to kind of say, what is my default belief system that's happening here? And is that true? Is it helpful? Because a lot of times it's not. And then that's really what taking the joy away and really leaking a lot of my energy, which I could be using, right, to support what I need to do. So, and I'm sure that could be used in many ways, right? There's so many ways that that comes up. So I think what you said had so much power in that space. I also loved how you talked about like the neuroplasticity and rewiring of the brain and how it's associated with joy and how you set a timer to celebrate. Like I've never done that before. I think that's brilliant. So how did you come up with that idea? And like, are you still doing it? Like, how does that like, tell me a little more about that. Yeah. So it's actually not my idea. It's actually one of my coach's idea to really okay. help me expand. But there is something in the coaching industry and it's, it's, it's also like in other industries, but we call it edging or expanding, right? It's when you really expand yourself, like, can you allow your, like right now we can, we can change our state and we can change our story in any moment. Like you said, you get to choose this work. And so when we change our state and our story, like, for example, right now, if I got a call that a family member was in the hospital, my my state would change automatically. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, can we, and this is the work, right? The emotional intelligence and also how do we manage our emotions when certain things, right? Life is lightning and things are hitting us when it's the unexpected. So that's where like the edging, we're expanding your edges. You know, you see people doing the, the ice bath challenge, you know, like getting in <laughs> ice and it's all that's doing, right, is we're getting up at 4 a.m. or doing these things to also have the body and have your mind, mind, body and saying, okay, I can do hard things. And it's also like when hard things come or when things are unexpected or when things, quote unquote, trigger me. How am I being? How, right? How is my emotional state? How is my story? What am I telling myself? So it's those things. And do I do the alarms at, at right this moment? No, I actually don't. I was doing that for like a couple of months. <laughs> right? Like there's so many tools, right? That's just one tool you could do. You could definitely do the ice bath challenges. You could definitely get up at 4 a.m. or 
whatever it is, right? It's like, what's going to push your edge? And we can all do that. And it's like, okay, well, how are you being in that state, right? How are you, how are your emotions in that state? And just notice, just be aware. And I love what you said too. It's like, you get to shift. However, some people, I want to talk about kind of spiritually bypassing and being like, oh, I get to shift my state and story at any time. And sometimes we get to, like, for instance, right now, I will identify that and I'm okay with it. Like I am in the grieving process, right? Mm -hmm. Family member had passed away back in November. And it's like some days I'm like, never hear me war. I got this. And some days I'm like on the bathroom floor, like trying to keep my shit together. So it's like, okay, can we also be with the emotion? Because we don't Mm -hmm. bypass. We also don't want to... Just be like, oh, yeah, like, no, I, I know I can change in any moment. Yes, that's true. And that's useful. And it's like we also get to feel the emotion, but also not stay stuck in it either. So it's a fine line and it's mm-hmm. polarity, right? If there wasn't any happiness, there wouldn't be any sadness, right? Like there's we there we live in this polarity life. So we get to honor the emotions that are com- coming up of. Uh, Maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe it's the loss or the grief, or maybe it's because quite frankly, whenever we're elevating to that next level or when we're evolving, we are grieving another piece of ourselves or the way, like you and I are not the same person whole, right? So literally, whether we were conscious or unconscious of it, we had to die certain aspects of ourselves or shift, however you want, whatever language you want to use with it into another person, right? A new identity. And we get to honor all those things that come uh, up against it. So it's like, yes, can you be in a state of joy all the time? I do believe so. And when there's things that happen that trigger, because we're all walking around, that's why I I told a client earlier today, just think of everyone wearing a pair of glasses. Mm Mm-hmm have a certain pair of glasses on. I have a certain pair of glasses and we look at the world through that perspective. Mm-hmm. That is shifted and, and created and cultivated by how we were raised, what we experienced, what we learned, how we evolve, how we grow. So you're constantly shifting perspective and you also get to feel all the emotions with it. So mm-hmm. I want to let people know, like not to spiritually bypass because the lesson will keep it, it repeating itself if we don't learn it, right? So you don't fully ex- like feel it, and you, you hear people, you gotta you gotta feel it to heal it. Mm-hmm. And I think also sometimes that is used also as an excuse where people just stay in their shit, yes, yeah, right, and then they don't move. So all of this is is very. There's no right or wrong, right? It's it's what is going to fit into your life. And you know, like, you yes. know, like I've been in, in depression modes or I've been in like th- places yeah. where I'm stuck and I'm like, really? like this, I know what this is, but also not putting so much pressure mm-hmm. ourselves for it, moving through it and then being like, okay, I know what I get to do. Right. So it's again, but all of this is stemmed from like, what is your perception? That's why like the personal development and growth and the edging and the experience, like, it's so important to keep growing. Yeah. Also, watch you're consuming, watch the environments you're in, all of that social media scrolling. Oh, yeah. Like all of that. Like who are you following on social media can do so. They had a statistic on mental health and, and younger children, right? Like 
social media, like even like what is going to occur with these next generations if there's so much on social media all the time? Yeah. I, I mean, you just, I think there's so much beautiful information you just shared. And I want to stress, I think the thing that for me really resonated the most was feel it to heal it, but don't stay stuck in it. And to do that, that requires a lot of pause. And when we're doing these things like numbing out, scrolling social media, watching TV, shopping sometimes, although that I love shopping. So numbing out, it's really hard to stay connected to ourselves through that experience, right? To actually know like, okay, where am I? Where am I really right now? Like, am I just staying stuck because it's actually now become comfortable for me? Or is it that I'm really still in this grief process and grief is not linear or whatever it is is going on? So I'm actually curious because I am a firm believer that none of this is linear. You know, you can be joyful all the time, but also it leaves and comes back, If especially for the majority of us. Like I think for me, I usually have practices that I do to kind of come back to joy when I realize I'm maybe in a funk for a while. So do you have any practices that you love to do? Uh, and again, there's no one practice, right? Everybody's different. But do you have any that work really well for you or one that you love to share with your clients to like help bring them out of a funk? Maybe they've been there too long. Yeah, there's so many things that I tell people to do what resonates with them, mm -hmm. right? Because if I'm like, oh my gosh, journaling is amazing. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't like to write like <laughs> right but so there's there's things like a lot of people are verbal processors right so I am yep right for sure so talking to someone just being like you know maybe it's a therapist you just gotta talk for an hour straight like so maybe it's verbal processing maybe it is journaling maybe it is meditation also there's nothing wrong or bad with shopping like I've done that too like with the process of being like you know what I know what I need right now. And it's, it's, I need to go shopping or I need the matcha latte. I, I need a Starbucks. Like that's yeah. actually what I need like right yeah. now. And so it's, sometimes it's like, you're aware of it and it is like a safety. Like, what do I need to feel safe? Or what do I need to just like ground myself? And listen, if the, the Starbucks becomes an addiction, right? Then there's like, right. there's always a line. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's always a line. Like sometimes it's like, I, I know and I've done too much shopping. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. I went too far. I went too far. Or, yeah. <laughs> and also think about, I want people to think about when they were in like a shitstorm, right? Or when they were in the highest points of joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. What helped you, this is the coaching part of me, what helped you when you were in a shitstorm really just shift? And it doesn't mean to go from zero to 100, from shitstorm to like flying high. Because like when we talk about also, there's like this consciousness ladder, right? Mm -hmm. And I think people love that. talk about it. Mm -hmm. Like, well, different people have different concepts. It's the same thing. It's literally a ladder. And it's like, okay, this is like level zero to 20. And it's like anger and sadness and depression at the bottom, joy, happiness, love at the top. Uh, I'm, I'm really oversimplifying it, but it's it's the emotional emotions. Okay, well, if I'm really angry, what's gonna or no? If I'm really in victim mode, like oh, this is happening to me. Da, da, da. Actually, the next step of anger is actually good for higher vibration. Yeah, it's actually you're going up the ladder. Yep. 
going yep. that ladder, right? So it's not like, okay, can I go from victim to being in joy and elevation and love and having maybe, right? We don't know because everyone also, again, it's like the tolerance level. Like some people are really good at going up and down the ladder or maybe just going step by step. But this is where giving yourself grace of being like, okay, I'm really in victim mode right now. And I'm not going to shame myself. Like I'm aware of it. And now like, when can I get angry? You know, or when it really gets, or maybe I'm angry. Maybe I'm just like, maybe it's just neutral. Maybe I don't really care. Like, yeah. Not- or boredom, right? Boredom yeah. is actually like a higher level than despair or powerlessness, right? So I think it's sometimes we think, oh, I'm bored. This is bad. But it actually like, it's not that bad. <laughs> You're actually moving up to a higher state. Yeah, and I want you to think of like your your cell phone too, right? And and also seasons. And we could talk about all of this because if it, we are human beings, right? And yes, we get to create our reality. We're the authors of our lives and all the things. And your cell phone needs charging, needs to be turned off sometimes, right? Certain seasons for women, menstrual cycle, if you have it or you don't, doesn't matter. You're still also like moving with the moon cycles, <laughs> there is a certain thing of seasons. So that's what we also get to honor is, of course, certain times of the month, you're going to be tired or times of the year, you're going to be tired. And so it's doubling down on, okay, what is going to bring me joy? Maybe it is rest and relaxation and not right going. And if you're, you know, extrovert being, you know, in the, in the thrushes or networking or whatever. So it's like honoring where you're at and knowing that you can shift in any state, but also not shaming yourself in the process, I have found very useful and helpful. And again, it's okay. And I think we're sometimes some people get stuck is like the shaming and being like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. And yes. I, and then also the, the comparinitis and all of that of I should be here by now and I'm not like all oh, that. Yes. Comes out, right. Yes, I love that. It's such an important reminder to not, yes, not or not should all over yourself. (laughs) I love that one too. I feel like shaming and should are like very, very, very similar to each other. And I definitely have fallen into that trap for sure, for sure. Would you say that if you're talking to somebody, if you're talking to a client and let's say they're in a place where they feel like really disempowered, right? Maybe they're not, and then maybe they're not honoring their system, right? Maybe they're like, they're just really not paying attention to their cycle. Like they're just kind of all over the place. Is there something you do? Because I know you love talking about how to like make people feel more empowered. Is there like something you would help them do? Like a first step on that direction to be like, okay, here's how, like the first step to get you to like a better place. <laughs> Yeah. So there's different techniques. Like, for example, to share like a very vulnerable story. So a couple yes. of days ago, I just wasn't feeling like I woke up and I'm like, I am not like Kelly. I, like I was in a, a shitstorm. Like I was like, what is like what I need to get out of it? And simply I was like, you know what? I need to move. So went to the gym and I literally put on, you know, those like motivational like. Yeah. They're like yeah. random YouTube videos. Yes, I do that. I do that too. <laughs> it's like the hustle culture, right? It's like, go, go, go. Like, I just need it. And that's not like, you know, I don't listen to that. But it's like, I needed, you know, the Eric Thomas and like, I, I needed that to like get my ass up and like go to the gym and like just feel it. And I was like, I was crying. I'm like moving through it, right? 
And but I knew in that moment, I was like tuned in. I'm like, Kelly, and I really actually didn't know what I needed in that moment, but I knew if I moved my body and I knew if I had someone yelling at me <laughs> in a motivational way, <laughs> I may feel better. Right. So it's like uh, that's what I needed in in that like me journaling. That's out the window that day. Right. That was not right. to do it. However, you can because we want to also see like awareness of it. Like how many times am I sitting in my shit or what is there a pattern? And this is where the writing and the awareness of, OK, am I sitting in this like what are the reoccurring thoughts and stories that I keep telling myself? Because we all have it. I don't care if you are a motivational speaker or you have been doing this work for 60 years. We all have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. And you cannot tell me for every single person, they're all positive and rosy and sunshine and butterflies, right? So no, I hear like 80% of them are negative. That's like the average right. number, so, which is an insane amount if you think about it. Yeah. So what you want to do is saying, okay, where's the pattern? And even like writing it down. Like, okay, why am I thinking about this? And this is a repeat cycle, right? And so it's like getting it out and clearing it out and just being like noticed, noticeable. I did a training with uh, T. Hart Eckerd. He wrote, he wrote a few books, but I did a like a live like retreat and all. One of the exercises they did was, and I don't know if it's originated by him, but they were like, okay, you're going to wear a rubber band. And for the next five days, every time you have a negative thought, you're going to snap the rubber band on your wrist. Like, cause you had a, it's like, oh my gosh, right? So it's, it really brings awareness of like how many times you're right. The, a thought or a story that is disempowering or not serving you occurs, not making it good, bad, right or wrong again, but it's like, okay, just be aware of it. The second step to that is like, okay, just being curious. Like, why am I, why am I thinking about, and, and then what's like the next best thought or what's a different thought I could have? Because, you know, a lot of people are like, and this is a more of a survival thing for humans, mm-hmm. our brain and our body, the main thing is to protect ourselves. So we can, brain body is like, okay, I'm going to find anything. I'm going to scope anything out that's wrong or anything that's a threat or anything. Right? And then I need to like protect myself or make sure it's safe and da, da, da. So we are wired to be like, okay, where is it? What if this doesn't happen? And so a lot of people are like, well, what if it does? Like, yeah. We're not wired to see like, what the fuck if it does happen be, beyond our wildest dreams? Can, yeah. can we sit with that in our bodies and our breathe? And so that's the, that's the game here of, okay, how much longer can I sit in the possibility rather than, right, the safety and security of the, the known that may be painful, right? Because yes. it's, some of us, and me included, I will be like, oh, yeah, this is painful, but like, I know how to like go through the pain. I know how to, right, like be safe in that pain. And so, oh my like, gosh, yes. Yeah. It's like, can I, but can I go and like, yes, in my, there might be pain on the other side of possibility, but I will never know because it's like, well, I, I got this figured out. I know how to manage the pain over here, but the possibility, I, that's the unknown. So I don't, I don't know if I want to. Right. Like that's a risk. That's like that's the uncomfortableness of it. Oh, it's so funny that you just said that because I literally just did a post yesterday because I had a conversation about this over the weekend with my sister. And we were we like to talk about, you know, personal development stuff. We like to go deep in our conversations, especially if we're struggling with something. And we've both gone through therapy. And I mean, it's just to me, I, I, I really value being able to understand myself and what's going on in my mind. And one of the things that came up was she's like, well, I'm really uncomfortable 
doing this thing. And it had to do with like relationships and stuff. And I was like, that's true. But isn't it also uncomfortable to not do anything? Isn't it also really, really painful to not take action, to not shift, right? So you could do the thing, right, that you don't necessarily know what's going to happen, right? It's risky in that sense because it's new. Or you could sit in the pain of it being uncomfortable and never doing anything and never taking action and never listening to yourself. I think I've heard Lori Harder talk about that a lot too. And I think that just resonated with me so deeply because it's like, choose your heart, right? Like, yeah. do you want to just serve your future self or do you want to yeah. just stay where you're at? And Because no matter what, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. Like growth requires discomfort, period. <laughs> and like sitting with the feelings of, could it be really amazing? can feel uncomfortable, especially if, like you're saying, the majority of our thoughts are negative. So it's like, yeah, it it may feel like good, but you're also not used to that feeling. So your body's like, what the hell is this? So that feels like discomfort. So I think it just goes back to us, like really understanding our bodies, starting to get embodied. I know for me, it's easier said than done, right? This is a constant practice. It's a constant journey, but it's something I like to remind myself of too, to be like, okay, Sometimes I need to get out of here in the head. I'm like referring to my head. FYI, we're doing this over like a Zoom and like I can see Kelly, she can see me, but this is just audio. So if you all know, I'm pointing at my head right now, but like also like bringing it down to my heart, bring it down to my gut, bring it down to my full body to kind of really like say, okay, like what, how do I actually feel? Like it may not actually be as uncomfortable as I'm thinking it is. So I love that you brought that up and I think it's so powerful and so accurate. Yeah. And it may not feel good in the body. So I just want to bring an example. True. Good point. Yes. Think about skydiving, right? If someone has a fear of heights <laughs> and they're like, they actually don't want to skydive, but they want to really have that edge. They want that uncomfortability. It's like, okay, but after you skydive, you feel amazing. Right. So it's like brain and body, again, protection. I'm going to die. I'm not doing this. Like, right. But then it's like, okay, taking when you jump, right. It's like, and then it's like, okay, so same thing. And it's, I, I want to tell the listeners too, you have done hard things. You're mm-hmm. up to this point and listening to this podcast. It's not like you haven't done anything hard. And it's not oh. like you haven't had like that skydiving experience. You have had yes. relationships and money and business and professionalism and friendships like you have. <laughs> so it's like, I want you to think of, right, a situation in whatever area of your life that you experienced that. And then what did you do to overcome it? And maybe it's not the way you would approach things today, but you did it. So it's like, yes, you're going to always face that, but you've done hard things and you've done it before and you've overcome it and you're here, right? It's, it's a full circle moment. Oh my God. It's full circle to back to the very beginning of what I said at the beginning where I was like, I've done this before. I can do it. It's <laughs> so true. It's so true. It's so true. You're so right. So, Kelly, I am so grateful. You've dropped so much wisdom on this podcast already. I'm so excited that, you know, we've had this really honest conversation. I know I can always count on you for that to be real and authentic and just like show up and share. If you have any last pearls of wisdom that you'd like to leave with our audience on how to follow their journey to more joy in their business and life, what would it be? Yep. So I always say, like, if you have something in your heart and well, on your heart and in your head to go do it, 
And I'll also bring in this just because it's like through the grieving period I'm going through. It's like, I want you to picture yourself on your deathbed. I know it's very morbid. And there's like, this is more of a tactic, right? Of- I love this though. I think it's very important, right? We forget that of our own mortality. We forget. So this is 100%. important. Yeah, because it's like, like I just had a family member pass away and it's like, holy shit, right? Like it's like, I, and it's not like my first rodeo at, at grief or, or death or anything. So it's it's like, okay, you're in your deathbed. What are you gr- going to regret if you don't do? And that doesn't mean like, well, and, and sometimes that can overwhelm people because they're like, oh my gosh, I, I want to do so much. And where do I get started? And it's like, just take the action. So it's like, even if you make a list today, right? Of, okay, you're sitting on your deathbed and, and what would you regret? What do you still want to do? And then it's like every day, do something that's going to move the needle forward, right? That you're actually not sitting on that dream, and just taking radical responsibility and action and also giving yourself permission on the days that it may not feel okay, like not shaming yourself. But I think the whole deathbed and death really puts things in perspective because listen, life, yeah, as we get older, I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh, it's 20, you know, whatever. Like every year gets quicker and quicker and quicker. And it's like, okay. And it's not like to instill fear in you, but it's also like, okay, like what am I not going to be waiting on now. So even if it's just like one thing that you can be like, okay. And also it's like celebrating every single day, you know, like what is the win? Maybe it's like you got up and took a shower and that's the win, right? But it's also celebrating and being with life and being grateful that you, you know, got to wake up for another day. So beautiful. What are you grateful for today? Oh my gosh. Just being in massive conversations like and being on this podcast and just, yeah, and just feeling good and just just being in like today is a good day. Like every day is a good day. It's like the best day of my life, I always say, because it's like we're giving another chance to really create our reality. But I've just been in such momentum today and it just feels really good. But at the end of the day, I always say, okay, what's one thing or two things that I'm really grateful for? And it could be like sending an email out. It could be like, it could be just the, or, you know, I did everything, like I gave everything today, like all my all, and I laid everything out on the table. So love that. So beautiful. So beautiful. Where can people find you? Just on my website, uh, com, and they can go down the whole rabbit hole from there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I'll also link that out in the show notes. Kelly, Thank you so much for being here. You're amazing. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And we'll talk again really soon. Thank you, Nicole, for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you. As we come to the end of today's episode, I want to express to all of you who've been listening, your support means everything to me. If you've been enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you could take a moment to leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. Your reviews not only let me know what you like about the show, but also help others discover it. So whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other platform, your feedback is invaluable. And if you have any other suggestions for future topics or guests, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm always eager to hear from you. Thank you again for being a part of this journey with me. I appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, take care and find your joy.